Today's program was brought to you by Visible Inc., a free-of-charge writing program for cancer patients at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. For more information, visit mskcc.org slash visibleinc. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Oh, this is great. Hey, this is Cynthia Cherish Malloran, Reverend DJ Cherish the Love, and you are listening to Primary Food on... I'm stumbling on my words. I'm so excited. (laughs) You are listening to Primary Food on Heritage Radio Network. So before I forget... Let me tell you how to reach out to me and get my so uh, get my uh, I was say get my social security <laughs> number. Don't want to give that out. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it's been that kind of day. Oh, <laughs> Before I forget, let me tell you how to reach out to me and get my attention on social media: Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DJ Cherish the Love. That is spelled L U V. And hashtag using primary food or heritage underscore radio or hashtag rev love. Welcome to the third season of primary food. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, All the audience here. (laughs) I swear, real people. I know it sounds not, but they're real in my mind. So what exactly is primary food? I learned this really great concept in nutrition school at IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, that the food you eat, you know, the stuff we put in our mouths and chew and enjoy, we consider that secondary food. Primary food is everything else in life that nourishes us before we sit down and eat. And that's stuff like enjoying music, reading a book, cooking food together with friends, uh, a great job creative expression, playing games, exercise. And I am so glad that I learned this concept because it was the high quality primary food that I kept in my life while going through chemotherapy last year that kept me happy and healing my cancer. Super important. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can call in live. Here's the number. I'll give you a second to get a writing utensil because I'm sure you don't have a photographic memory. (laughs) 2128. And again, that's 718-497-2128. Please call in. That would be so much fun. We love when people call in. Okay, so Primary Food is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep HRN, Heritage Radio Network, alive by becoming a member today. Please go to heritageradionetwork.org. Org, and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now. Do it at the end of the show, but do it at some point, uh, and I will send you all sorts of good juju. <laughs> so today we're talking about performance as our primary food, how being creative and performing feeds, feeds us, right? And, um, you know, how the food we eat fuels performance, 
Uh, and I'm talking performance in a creative sense and actually also, you know, athletic performance. Yes. On screen performance. And, and I have with me the most perfect person to talk about this, Latresa Baker. Hi. Hello, hello, Latresa. <laughs> hello, everyone. How are you today? So Latresa and I, we have actually been on, on, on screen together. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes. You, you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, so I am an actress and writer. Um, I also produce my own material, my own writings. And I have two web series, one of which is called Pounds New York. Mm -hmm. And it is about four women in Harlem who, um, who um, tap um, into their entrepreneurial <laughs> inner selves to sell marijuana. Sell, to sell what? <laughs> to sell marijuana. You know, girls got to pay their rent. We got <laughs> bills, okay? And this, you know, sometimes you're nine to five, just don't cut it. Okay, so now people immediately want to know, again, what's the name of the show and how do they find it? Okay, so it's called Pounds New York. And it is on YouTube. So if you YouTube Pounds NY, you will find our web series. And Cynthia <laughs> played... Um, the Grim Reaper. No, uh, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah, she played an, an, an old... Um, an old, an older crumbly woman. woman. Who was a, a uh, customer of ours. <laughs> For my glaucoma. A gangster customer I was the gangster customer uptown who needed... Uh, what Latresa and the ladies were selling for my glaucoma. Exactly. Um, wink, wink. Yeah, fiction. I promise, <laughs> fiction. <laughs> uh, so you were a writer on that show. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, we There were two writers on the show. It was uh, me and Maureen Toomey. And uh, we pretty much split the episodes in half. There's thir there are 13 episodes, so we did like six and a half each. We collaborated on some of them as well. Oh, that's so, so That funny. was interesting. It was my first time writing comedy, um, so I hope it's funny. Well, Could you know, you're, sometimes you're funny to yourself, but not to other people. Uh, <laughs> that's like know. the biggest worry in comedy is like, is <laughs> anybody really else going to think this is funny? Well, I don't know. I thought I was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought I was pretty funny, but I don't know. You guys got to check what the it people out. Think yes, tell me what you You'll think. You'll find me in the first episode, I think, right? Yeah, she's in episode one. Yeah, you can't miss me. I actually have like no hair. I was going through chemotherapy and they were like, perfect. You look like a mess. Come on. Down. <laughs> we gave her like a walker that had the tennis balls on the bottoms of them. It was it awesome. Was awesome. It was amazing. So Latrice and I also, we worked on um, something else, um, surprise wedding Ooh, proposal. Yes, that was, um, that was like one of the most liberating experiences of my life. I actually emailed Cynthia afterwards and I did <laughs> not realize how liberating that was going to be. Did yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a sec. So what that was is, um, you know, as a DJ, I DJ weddings, I also am now uh, officiating weddings. I oh, wow. somehow uh, got into the business of uh, planning and creating surprise proposals. <laughs> Just so random. But awesome. Yeah. So this particular one, uh, I coordinated with my awesome team, Team DJ Cherish the Love, Latrice being part of this team, yeah, yeah. Um, a surprise wedding proposal in Times Square. And it was so awesome. You can find it on my site at djcherish.com. There's a little video and the police helped out and everyone... 
you know, people cried and stuff. It was really, really beautiful. So how was that for you? We sang. We sang. um, It was a Lion King proposal. Yes. Akuna Matata. That's right. In the middle of Times Square in Mm -hmm. front of however many people Uh, are in Times Square. And given time. Yeah. 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 And uh, I cried. uh, I cried. So did, uh, you know, our couple. They cried. Yeah. It was really special. And um, you said liberating. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It really was. It just made me really enjoy, you know, when you're after you're in New York for a certain amount of time, I think you take a lot of it for granted. Hmm. And that was really just like, wow, I sang Akuna Matata in front of of hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Just it was it was amazing. It was just one of those moments that I will never, ever forget. Uh, It was it was great. And I hope to replicate that over and over and over again. It's 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 actually, you know, one of my favorite ways to get a uh, wedding DJ client. (laughs) Like do their do their proposal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll DJ their wedding most likely, which I am in January. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. It's perfect. I know it's like marketing brilliance. Actually. It is. It is. <laughs> but you know, honestly, I am um, I'm super emotional today because there are just weddings happening all around me. I guess it's fall, like it's late wedding mm-hmm. season. Proposals happening around me, and I'm officiating two weddings coming up and I'm actually oh, going wow. to I'm writing their their ceremonies and I'm DJing one coming up like I mentioned and um, you know maybe there's another surprise proposal coming up and I have to you know, let you know about that so I guess this is kind of my unofficial soft announcement I'm putting together content for potentially a, a wedding themed show here on Heritage Ooh. Radio Network just a few ideas to test and a place for me to talk about wedding cake all day long <laughs> Which I don't know if that goes into our health and. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you like, could talk about it. It's fine to talk about it. But this is going to be part... with Latrice. It's going to be a healthy episode. When she leaves, it's going to get unhealthy, <laughs> like really fast, <laughs> because we're going to talk about with Latrice how food affects performance as an actor or as a mm-hmm. you know just a performer in general. And a shout out to Visible Inc., Memorial Sloan Kettering's writing program. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a piece that they've produced uh, that's on on their website. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm really inspired by that because they they took some of my writing and acted it out. And I saw someone, you know, being me on stage. That was... So surreal. Yeah, I wish I could have seen that. Oh, it's online. I can send oh, you the link nice. and I'll post okay. the link online as well for everyone listening to see. Mm-hmm. It was one of the pieces I wrote from the Cancer Diaries last year while I was going through uh, chemotherapy and stuff. And, you know, I always figured, I guess the only way to kind of feel good about stuff that's going on is be creative about it. Yeah. Turn it into something else. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And not in my <laughs> wildest dreams. And I'm sure since you're working with writers and producing shows and stuff that, you know, sometimes things happen in life. Could you even imagine that it would end up becoming something on screen or on TV? It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's gold. And how way. many people can relate as well as is, is, you never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stories that you tell. And help tell as an actor, as a performer, mm-hmm. uh, you just never know. People reached out to me and said this was really important for me to see. And and I guess that's a really gratifying piece for you with mm-hmm. the work that you do to get feedback like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. With anything. I think um, even even the smallest things that you post, like I posted, um, I don't know if anybody was uh, knew about the So Gone Challenge that happened. Oh, or, yeah. This, yeah, the <laughs> Monica So Gone yeah, Challenge. Yeah. And I'm not 
not a rapper, but I just felt very inspired by a lot of other people's uh, videos that I saw. And so I made one and people were really the response that I got back. I was I was in awe. People were sending me private messages just saying, like, thank you for the inspiration, because I talked about how. Inspiration. um, Yeah, I talked about how I um, took a leap of faith and left my restaurant job. I'd been working in the restaurant industry for six years. Mm-hmm. 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. shifts. And oh. um, I, but, you know, my art was kind of coming second to that. So I actually just took that leap of faith and left. And I've been gone for three months. And it's been quite the journey. But that's what I rapped about. And people were just like, wow, that was really inspirational. And like, I, I want to follow my dreams. And that's awesome. How was that experience nourishing for you to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and to express yourself? Like, what did it give? What did it feed you back in return? You know, it's tough because I feel like um, as an actress, when you are, you do that as an actress anyway, but it's a little bit different when you're talking about more personal experiences. Like when you're speaking straight from your life Mm. in the moment, Mm. it's, I feel like it's different for me anyway, to put that out instead of like, okay, I'm acting a script that someone else wrote and I'm Mm -hmm. becoming this character. It's like, no, I'm speaking from my life, from my, you know, successes or hardships or, heartache or you know whatever it is it just comes from a different place and I I feel like that's so personal so it's mm-hmm. it's even more I feel like gratifying and it's just like it, it's um it's motivating mm-hmm. um that people can relate to you and that people are just like wow keep doing that like I'm I'm rooting for you it's it's gratifying for sure that's how I felt when I was putting out my writing mm-hmm. people kept telling me please don't stop writing. Yes. And honestly, you know, if, if people didn't tell me that, I might have stopped. Mm-hmm. But because people said, keep doing what you're doing. And, and this is kind of our message today right now also because of the benefit and the, how you nourish other people with your creativity. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because you never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So when I was watching Visible Ink perform my piece, one of the things that was so mind-blowing for me was that Aside, you know, it's like that, those are my own words. I didn't even remember them. Yeah. But these actors remembered my words. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, since you work with scripts and lines all the time, you know, what or how do you eat for better memorization? Because may mm, mm, weak point. Well, <laughs> I feel like that is um, it's such a challenge because for me, creativity, your body is, is, is a part of that. Um, to be effective, you have to make sure that you're in, in, in a healthy, happy uh, place in order to be creative. Um, Are there foods that you think are better for pre-performance? or Because like, for me, like I can't eat bread or carbs before yes. any kind of performance. I will fall asleep. In no. the middle of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely say eat lightly. Um, I try not to eat any. I try. No, I don't know. The thing is, I'm health conscious. I'm not like dieting or anything like that. I just try to pick healthier choices in anything that I eat. Um, so what does that look like? What's a healthy choice for you versus the not as healthy choice for you? So I definitely go more towards fish and chicken as far as meats. I stay away from red meats. I stay away from pork or anything that's really not fish or chicken. <laughs> this is a fish and I chicken girl. Fish and, oh, you know what? No, I eat turkey as well. Turkey and sometimes tuna. Do you eat uh, or do you not eat post a certain time of the day? 
I try not to eat like <laughs> late at night. The truth is coming out. <laughs> I know. It depends. Like if I'm hungry, I eat. I just am very select. Like I won't eat a heavy meal late at night. Uh-huh. Like I'll eat something very light, but like not like a full course meal. <laughs> late at night. Yeah. It looks like we have lights. Ooh, is that, that means that it's calling? Does that mean there's a call, David? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Okay, so h- hello caller. Who have we got on the line? Hi, it's Mikey. Oh, my gosh. This is my best friend. Oh, my gosh. I have been best (laughs) friends with this girl since eighth grade. And she is like my best friend still. So she's calling from Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. Oh, that's that's (laughs) so beautiful. I love her. She always supports me in everything I do. So do you want to talk about how Latresa eats? <laughs> um, I mean, hey, I, I agree with the way she eats because, I mean, this red meat business is just out of control. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I think just seeing her eat the way that she does kind of like inspires me to be a little bit healthier. So I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm glad that she, you know, chooses to eat healthier. <laughs> oh, yay. I love this. Thanks for calling and giving some support here. This is wonderful. I love you. Thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So, Latrice, you have a a very um, free spirit and a go-getter mentality. You're from originally Pennsylvania. You're here in New York blazing Mm -hmm. your own trail as a... I think you said creative entrepreneur. Yeah. I think that's a new thing now. Okay. What's your mission? (laughs) Um, So... I have a mission with all of my art, um, anything that I create to inspire women. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like there are some awesome women in the world and we just need the opportunity to shine. Like we need the opportunity and we just need to look within ourselves and be able to say, look, I can do this. I have this talent. I'm good at this thing and I'm just going to go for it. You just got to go for it. Um, I, I really found that. When I did, when I did say, you know what, my art is going to come first. Um, mm-hmm. I'm putting my art first, and um, I just have to do it. You know, I didn't. I didn't come to New York to to work in a restaurant for the entire. Like I've been here for nine years, including the time that I've been in school, mm-hmm. and six of that I spent putting my art on the side. Um, so when I said, you know what, it's not an option anymore. Like this is first. And I did it. So many opportunities started to open up and so many doors started to open up. And um, the more I put myself out there, the better response that I get and the more people that I can affect. Uh Um, So that's that's my message for like anything that I'm doing is to, to inspire. Because what does it mean for you if you're able to help nourish other people's minds and lives and, you know, inspire them? Like what what's the reward for you? Oh, my gosh. Uh it's a good reward. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to even like put a thumb on it just to see, uh, just to see other people reaching their fullest potential, and um, to then in turn be able to inspire others. Like it's it just becomes a chain reaction. I'm, I feel like if if someone does it first and says, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this journey, and then other people see, oh wow, okay, well I don't know how that's happening, but mm-hmm. like. I, I want to I'm going to try it. I'm going to do I'm going to do what I do well. And I'm going to I'm going to put that first. And then someone that I don't know 
that I've inspired that person, someone else is going to be inspired and they're going to do that. And then we're just going to have all these like rock star, amazing women just being like, look, I'm doing my thing. Do your creative thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, looks like we have another caller. Ooh, we have busy lines today. Yay. <laughs> Hello, caller. Hey, I just wanted to know, how did this thing about food, exercise, and creativity really, really get started for you? <laughs> Who is this? Mary Agnes. Mary Agnes. Hello. <laughs> Hi. You know what? It's okay. So I was actually getting out of a very emotionally draining and intense relationship. And um, I started going to CrossFit Hell's Kitchen, which is in Midtown on 36th and 8th. And it's a really, really awesome um, uh, gym. And um, I started working out because I was I was kind of in this depressed, like trying to find myself, build myself back up state after this relationship. And it just really helped me. It was very therapeutic. Um, it helped me to clear my mind. It really helped me to focus, put the focus back on me and making myself stronger mentally, physically and emotionally. And um, I picked something like CrossFit because it does have that intensity to it to where when you're in that moment, when you're working out, you can't really think of anything else because you're like, how am I going to get through this workout? How many more reps of this do I have to do mm -hmm. before I'm done? You know, you're really trying to get through the workout and you have such a supportive group of people around you um, to help push you through that. So then after I was doing that, I started seeing changes in my body and I'm like, wait, I want to take this like another mm -hmm. step further. Like, okay, what am I eating? It started, you know, I started to look into what I'm eating and how I'm eating and what my eating habits are. And I, I really wanted to make it a full experience I didn't want to just do the workout and then you know leave it at that it's like okay no I want to be the best me that I can be mm. even on my creative side so mm -hmm. I just kind of like started to bring all these th three things together and I feel like when you're strong in all of those areas you can just go you can really just plow through and, and nobody can tell you anything because you're like look oh. I'm feeding my body what it's supposed to have I'm working out I'm strong I'm physically strong, I'm mentally strong, and then your creative juices just flow. I feel like the happier you are, the more creative and expressive you can be and free in that. Wow, great question, Mary Agnes. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, you you should have just seen her in the studio right now. She's kind of like, the walls were like shaking. All this like power came out of her just now. It's kind of I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, she's super passionate about it, obviously. And, you know, it's it's you're doing great role modeling about, you know, the food intake and exercise intake and everything else. And that's why I want to showcase it because, you know, we look at people who are succeeding and doing their thing. There's so many pieces that go into it, mm -hmm. you know, what you eat and how you rest and how you replenish and, and how you treat yourself. It's so important. It's spiritually speaking. Do you have any, anything that nourishes you? Oh like what's gosh. your spiritual food? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I go to Hillsong NYC. Oh, in Union Square. Yeah. Well, it's in Times Square. Times it's Square. at the PlayStation okay. Theater on 44th okay. between like 7th and 8th. And it's a worldwide church. They have churches like in South Africa and Australia. They have churches all over the world. And one of my really good friends, Pierre, shout out to Pierre. He's probably not listening, but he'll hear it later. Mm -mm. Um, he started uh, going to Hillsong and he's like, Latrice, you should really come. I grew up in church. But when I moved to New York, I stopped going because I couldn't find one that I really, you know, connected with. Um, so for a long time, I was not in church. And but my spirit, you know, was always there because that's mm -hmm. how I grew up. And I just was like, you know what? I need if if I'm going to really take this leap of faith in my career and in my life, I need to get back right with God. Like I need to get back in church because I that's 
I, I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. Like, it's not about me. <laughs> so you need to feed yourself spiritually, yeah, too. That's spirit, a big piece yeah, for yourself. Oh, my gosh. that I, I feel like that comes first and fo- foremost for me anyway over anything else. Um, and so, yeah, I started going to Hillsong and um, every Sunday. And I try to go to church every single Sunday because I feel like that really replenishes my spirit for the week. And um, because the church is so big, they do have these smaller groups uh, called connect groups. So I'm a part of Uptown Girls Connect Group. Shout out to my (laughs) ladies. And it's um, a fellowship of my peers. Um, We get together biweekly. We have a potluck. Uh, We talk about what's going on in our lives, how it relates to maybe the sermon that was uh, preached the previous Sunday. And uh, we just encourage each other. We fellowship. We pray for each other. And it's just beautiful to see, uh, to fellowship with other Christian women and to see how God is working in their lives, to see what their experiences are. Um, We're kind of accountability partners for each other as well. So this is a piece of your your kind of chosen family. Oh my gosh, yes. I I love them very much. Family is a very important piece of primary food. Especially because I don't have any like blood relative family in New York. Do you have have siblings? Yeah, I have four sisters. Four sisters? Yes. So I'm one of five. I have two older sisters. My younger sisters are twins. Oh, wow. (laughs) So where are you in in the five? I'm right in the middle. Oh, middle (laughs) child. Me too. Middle child. Okay. A shout out to all the middle childs out there. We're all like aching and and high-fiving each other right now. I know. So it's, it's nice to really have a support system as well when you don't have your immediate family very close to you because that that's tough. Oh, this is a great coincidence because actually this is a perfect segue to our break. (laughs) I'm going to play a song by Carrie Bean. It's called Ass in the Middle. It's about being a middle child. (laughs) (laughs) Let's roll that, David. diagnosis can leave you feeling anxious, depressed, and vulnerable. Visible Inc., a writing program at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, offers patients the chance to work on a writing project of their choice with individual support from an experienced writing mentor. 
Our goal is to reduce stress and give voice to your story, poem, blog, or memoir. Visible Ink publishes an annual anthology of works by participants and stages a live performance of selected writing featuring Broadway entertainers. The program is free of charge to Memorial Sloan Kettering patients and is fully supported through grants and donations. If you're a Memorial Sloan Kettering patient, a potential volunteer, mentor, or someone who would like to support Visible Inc., please visit our website at mskcc.org slash Visible Inc. And welcome back to the Middle Child Show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Primary Food on Heritage Radio Network. Um, Yeah, that song was by Carrie Bean. It's called Ass in the Middle. It's about being a middle child in the game where uh, the ball is being tossed between two siblings and the middle sibling is meant to intercept and can't. Sounds familiar? A little familiar, yeah. (laughs) So you can pre-order her album in iTunes. Search Alizon in the quiet room. Uh, That album is being released uh, in a couple of days. And actually, Carrie Bean is going to be our guest for next week's show, talking about creativity in the music sense and the performing sense. So, Latresa Baker, we're here with you still. She hasn't yes. gone anyway, uh, gone anywhere. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to ask you, what are you working on now? Ooh, okay. Uh, so, tomorrow, actually, I am shooting a series with one of, one of my good friends, uh, Brian Michael. He's an actor-writer. And uh, we are working on a series called Compliance, and it's a series of short films that challenges the acceptance of police brutality Mm. uh, by large portions of our society, uh, particularly those people who uh, feel like that if you just comply, even when your rights are being violated, that, you know, you wouldn't be brutalized or killed, Um, which kind of gives police like this unchecked past to kind of do whatever they want. Mm. Uh, which we don't give to any other service professionals. So what we do in the series is we substitute police for doctors, firefighters, dentists, librarians. Interesting. Yeah, and and we to to showcase to to prove our point in in that sense. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's a series of four short films, and I am a production manager, and I am also um acting in one of the in one of the um wow. shorts. Um, So that's one. And then I'm also, um, I just booked my first feature film. Oh, fantastic. Yes, it's called The Search. Oh, that's so exciting. And it is a faith-based crime thriller. What does that mean? Centered around (laughs) human trafficking. Wait, hold on. Back up. And you said trafficking. Human trafficking. Okay, all right. Let me not interrupt you. Repeat that. Yeah, so it's it's a (laughs) faith-based crime thriller centered around human trafficking. Oh, my God. That was so complicated. Yes. I don't even understand. Yeah. Okay, explain that a little bit because um, I'm intrigued. Well, I play Samantha, a young runaway and uh, a prostitution ring recruiter. Oh, boy. And um, it's kind of like it's it's like Law & Order-esque. So it has that feel to it. Um, but it's just a longer thing, a longer episode. Where's the faith-based part? That's so interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, 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 it's complicated. in there. It's in there in many ways. Um, there's a detective who lost a, um, her daughter to human trafficking when she was 14 years old. And now she's, um, she was a detective. Now she's working cases to help in the, in the youth, uh, children and youth department of the police, uh, to help find other missing children. So she's on a case where two girls have gone missing and she's she's looking for them. So the the faith based part, you know what? I can't tell you any more than that. You just got you got to wait. 
you gotta wait. She's like, wait a second. But if you're interested, I'm a too much away. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry to my director and writer. That's <laughs> no, okay. We'll take it all back. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. It's gonna it's gonna be it's a really inspiring. And again, um, it's called piece. It's called the search. The search. What else is going on? Um, and it's by Theater Extraordinaire Entertainment. It's a cool. production company. Um, and then I have a really cool project. It's a short film um, called Armbar, where I get to use my creativity that we talked about earlier and my physical strength and my mental strength all, oh all in one thing. <laughs> and I'm playing an aspiring MMA fighter. Oh wow! So oh, human badass, trafficking badass woman MMA fighter. MMA fighter role. Yeah, it's very cool, um, and it just goes to show, like I was saying, when you when you really focus and and get yourself together, and you your mind, body, and spirit, and you're working out, and your things come to you, like you you attract what you put out. And I feel like that's definitely something that came to me because I was putting so much ah. effort and energy into myself and my physical being and my... Yeah, nobody's going to be walking up to me asking me to do MMA. <laughs> Not right now. It's awesome. <laughs> I had actually taken uh, a couple of boxing classes over the summer. So I was really good with the heavy bag when we did the promo video. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, if you actually, if you go to YouTube and you search armbar... Ryan Kramer. You can search Ryan Kramer. That's the director's name. Um, it'll come up, uh, the promo video for the short film. So you can check that out. Did you have to do a lot of physical training for it? Um, so we haven't started yet. We're not going to film until December. Okay. So, But I will actually undergo some mixed martial arts training for the role. And then your food and your diet and everything is going to be like MMA diet, whatever that is. Is there, is there such a thing or no? I, I'm sure there is a thing. <laughs> You'll sure find there out. Is such a thing. We'll find out. Um, and then, so those are other people's projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself... Um, so she's I'm, not busy enough. Yeah, no, I have so much going on. Um, but on the writing side, I don't know if you all have heard of Made in New York. And they're having... Um, yeah. They're actually doing a uh, writer's room mentorship program. And I think you can still, it's, it's to promote diversity in um, TV. And you can still submit. I think submissions are open until October 20th. And um, I submitted my first TV series pilot. Wow. So I can try to be a participant of this <laughs> made in New York effort to bring more diversity to TV. Cross so I'm genres, so excited. Like drama, comedy, all yep, sorts. Yes. Hey, everyone, yes. check that out. Mm-hmm. So where should they go? Um, I think you just kind of search made in NY dot org. And, and they're possibly still accepting. Yeah, I think they are. They're going up to 500 applicants or October 1st, whichever ah. deadline comes first. Wow. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. What else you got? What else you got on that? I know. I'm like, <laughs> what else am I working on? Um, I do also, I'm working on a couple of ideas, playing around with a couple of ideas for uh, my first short film. Um, I did have an opportunity to uh, be hired as a writer with SVA, um, the School of Visual Arts. My they, alma mater. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, a directing program and they bring writers in uh, every semester to help their directors write their thesis films. And I was very blessed. Um, a friend of mine, Christina Rea at uh, Congested Cat, which is also the production company that I'm acting in Armbar for. Mm-hmm. Um, she referred me as a writer. Um, 
and I, that might be my first short film. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. So there are a lot of things on your plate right now. Before you had the freedom to work on all these things, like how did you feel not being able to express this stuff and what? explore? I was miserable. <laughs> I was so miserable and I was I'd rather um it's not easy you know being an independent artist it's not easy at all um it was a huge lifestyle change for me from if you know anything about working in the restaurant industry in New York City it is very good money and um going from that to pursuing my own career as an independent artist um and still establishing myself it's tough um, but it's worth it. And it's so gratifying to, to my soul mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I would stand behind that bar for 12 hours and just think about all the things that I could be doing for my career instead of what I was doing. And it just puts you in a really, really unhappy place. And I'm a happy person. I thrive when I'm happy. And I just was not creative at all. Really during that time, I really had to push myself. You know, this to, is... This being food radio, it's very interesting to talk about the restaurant industry in this way that there are a lot of actors and mm -hmm. actresses and, and aspiring creative people working in the food industry. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, the flexibility. I know for me, for sure, it, it is flexible to an extent because you can kind of get your shifts covered easily amongst, you know, there's there's so many other employees there. You can get your shifts covered. And it is like most of your auditions are going to be during the day. Mm -hmm. So you can you can audition during the day and work at night, but it's very much a double edged sword because if you're up till five o'clock in the morning at mm -hmm. work and you have a 10 a.m. audition yeah. and you have yeah, however bag, many bags under your eyes, yeah, in that you audition. have however many lines to memorize and like a lot of auditions are last minute. It's it's really tough. Well, I'm going to ask you about auditioning tips, but um, the board's lighting up again. That means Ooh. we have another call caller. Hello. Who is it? Hi. Is this someone I know? <laughs> Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Jade. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, Latrice has a lot of people that loves her. This is my little sister. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, hi, Jade. This hi. girl is amazing. I just wanted to call and say that I am so proud of you. Oh. You are doing big things and I just wanted to encourage you. And send some positivity your way. Thank oh. you. Ooh, this is great primary food for me right no now because problem. this feels so beautiful right this here. This makes me want to cry. Like to hear your <laughs> younger sister say that is like, because is, she knows how hard, oh my gosh, it's been a journey. Yes. And how long I've been up here plugging away at this. So she's crying. Oh, I officially. love her. Thank you for this family <laughs> love primary food. And Little you got to look, she's, she's on her way to being a huge fashion designer. She's oh. at SCAD. Well, there we go. In Savannah, Georgia. There's another. So look out for Jadamin Marquet. Another piece of primary <laughs> food right there. Clothing line because it's coming. Coming to a store near you soon. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for calling. No problem. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Well, let's talk about auditioning then. So okay. that sounds like a huge, scary challenge. But you got to do it. You got to like, how do you handle audition? Do you have auditioning tips? Yes. You know, you know, what's very interesting. OK, so when I first started auditioning, I used to put so much pressure on the audition because I wanted the job so bad. And it used to make me so nervous to go in. I would like stumble on lines or just get so nervous that I didn't really give the best performance that I could. And um, you get a lot of rejection. 
So to, you know, get over that rejection, some of the roles you go out for are really huge. And you're like, if I just get this, this is that role that's going to get me, you know, (laughs) you know, this could be it. And it it is. It's a lot of pressure. Um, But for me personally, um, I'm at a place now with it because I've been doing it for so long. And my faith is stronger than my fear at this point Mm -hmm. um, that I put in as much work and as much effort as I can. I go back to my training. I go back to whatever it is that I've learned uh, to to conquer the audition room or to get through the audition. I do all of that, all of my preparation. And if I do not get it, I know that that role in particular was not for me. Did you go to acting school or did you? Yeah, you I did? went to uh, Pace University, actually. I only stayed for a year and a half and I ended up transferring to the New York Conservatory of Dramatic Arts. Oh, OK. And I, I did their uh, two year program there. Ooh. So I graduated from I wanna there, get but... I want to get at least one audition tip from you. Maybe five. Um, <laughs> what what have you got for me? Like, okay. I have a few auditions coming up myself. So I've been hearing a lot of people uh, saying this, a lot of my actor friends, and I, I've, I've done it a couple of times now, so I'm like, oh, that's what that means. Um, winning over the room instead of, like, not instead of focusing on, on your audition, but if you get the people in the room to like you... That's like half the battle. Not that you have to like go out of your way to try to be extra funny, but I feel like your genuineness uh, comes off and that definitely helps you to book the audition. So sometimes it's not all about the performance that you give, but it's just like, are you likable and do they want to work with you on set? I just remember that you were booked for a commercial. I was. Oh, you know what? That's exactly what I was talking about. The example I was just yeah, giving. Yeah, that just popped into my mind. A kind of a major commercial. Yes. So Are you I, allowed to talk about that? Yes. Okay, let's so talk about I that. So I booked a Facebook commercial. Facebook. Which was like, this is my first commercial ever. Um, I did a, a Nike spec commercial with one of my personal uh, director friends. But this is the first commercial that I booked that was like outside of me. Kind uh, of a little bit circle. of a big deal, Facebook. Yes. And it's for Facebook Messenger. So like in a couple of weeks, you are going to see my face on your Facebook, <laughs> like everywhere on your Facebook. So I am like, I hope I look good <laughs> because everybody in the world, I feel like is going to be like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, am I going to get on the subway now? And people are going to be like, it's Facebook she girl. So, she was on my, she's on a Facebook she's commercial. In my Facebook Messenger. And I don't know how many commercials Facebook has. I want to say this might be their first one. <gasps> kind of a big deal big deal so how did you how did you find that audition what was the process so it was through my manager actually and the very interesting thing is that I got called straight to the callback session so I didn't even do the initial audition I got called to straight back straight to callbacks um and when I went in I I booked the room they they really were feeling my energy my spirit oh my god Uh, that's so inspiring yeah they really really liked me this is the girl we need for (laughs) Facebook Messenger we have another call. Oh. No, must be from Facebook. Caller, hello. <laughs> Who have we got on the line? Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Who Hi. is this? Hi, my name's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, I was just calling you, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually, sorry, I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm calling from California, and I'm an aspiring writer. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks for calling. What's up? And um, I've just been, like, so inspired by your story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just feel like it was really courageous what you did. And I know that you said, like, faith helped. And I know that you left your job and, like, your financial security. And Mm -hmm. I just, I really don't feel like I have the courage to 
do that just yet, but I just wonder if you could, like, give some advice to someone like me who, like, where do you find the strengths? And oh I know, like... Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. So, what I, I've been I've been wanting to do it for a while. You do have to, like, financially plan as best as you can. Like, in all reality of the situation right. is that, like, you still have to be able to, like, pay your rent and, like, survive. You think? <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I wouldn't just, like, jump out there and do it, but, like, start saving your money. Like, start being very conscious about how you're spending your money so that when you do do it you can have you can give yourself enough time to establish yourself and use that time to really take advantage of every day after you leave and start like I hit the ground running like I went uh, social media was a big help for me hmm. I went to Instagram yeah. um, I searched online just t- I wanted to start networking because I was like I need to get around people that can help me get to where I'm trying networking to go is huge. networking women's conferences where there's other writers other other people um, in your industry, actors. I collaborate a lot with my friends um, that are also actors and writers, and I work on their projects and collaborate together. Uh, we put our resources together, and and we start producing our own stuff. I would say, like, if people can, you can talk about what you can do until you're blue in the face. But until you have a product to say, watch this, I wrote it. Or, you know, until you have something right. tangible, people don't really take you seriously in the industry because everybody's talking about what they can do. So right, that would be right. like my my advice to like get started like start now writing so that when you do go to leave your job you'll have things to be like okay now I just need actors now I just need producers now you can start building from there so you can you can start now saving your money and and writing and rewriting and making sure your your scripts are tight so that you can just go straight to production when you're when you're ready to take that step wow that's that's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you for welcome. calling from California. Oh, Latrice is she's she's actually like tearing up right now. I here. am. Thank you so much for calling. That was beautiful. Yeah, Thank no, you. Your uh, your story in itself is just really inspiring to me. It, it really touched me. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, Thanks keep, for keep calling, following Latrice because you know she's going places. Oh yeah. Trust so this. my social media. If you guys are out there and you want to follow me on social social media, I'm on everything at Latrice Baker. <laughs> So that's L-A-T-R-E-S-A-B-A-K-E-R. Snapchat, I'm Tree Tree B. Tree Tree underscore B. But everything else, Latrice Baker. Thank you for calling. You know, networking. Thank you so much. Networking is so important. I, I always say to people who tell me I hate networking. Listen, if you say you hate networking, you don't understand it. Because networking, my definition of networking is... Mm-hmm making new and interesting friendships where you help each other move forward to the next level. How can you hate that? Yeah, you you can't. And it's, it's really, it's really a supportive thing. Like people want you to win. Like, you know, people want you to win. Yeah. You know, people who are like your support system, they want you to win mm-hmm. and I support you. And this oh, was, you. you know, this is a really great episode and we were so like over time, oh, no. but basically, you know what? One quick tip on how to handle rejection for people. Yes. Oh, um, how to hand, do something that makes you happy. Do, do I, every day, as a matter of fact. To balance do, it. Yeah. Do you something every it. day that makes you happy. Life is hard enough. Life yeah. is hard enough. And then rejection on top of that is like you just feel so beaten down. I think that if you are consciously feeding your spirit and your happiness every day, like the hit isn't as hard, you know. Right, right, right. And then like there go get go. ice cream. 
or something after you know like do go get do, ice cream yeah. she said and then work out some, after some wedding cake <laughs> okay well you know here's the idea feed your creativity well and it will nourish the world Mm-hmm. The end. Get back what you put out. Exactly. Well, this is the end of our, our episode with Latresa Baker. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Primary Food. Again, Primary Food is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep HRN, Heritage Radio Network, alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org, click on the beating heart to donate, and come back next week, same time, Thursday, 6 p.m., for the next episode of Primary Food. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.